Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. These people came together and they shared their pain, their suffering, and then they heard Jesus was coming. They heard Jesus was passing by. And so they gathered together with the intent to present a request to him. And what happens is they believe in him. They may not have had saving faith, but they had faith enough to believe that he could make a difference in their lives. I want you to note we can have faith without gratitude. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet As Pastor Ed continues his teaching, he'll be reminding us that we can have faith in God, but may lack appreciation for Him. In our text today, we see many people flocking to Jesus because they believe He can perform miracles, and many were just looking for a blessing, not God Himself. There are many today that believe in God, but have not truly received Jesus. If you come to God just for blessings, then you're missing the whole point of having a relationship with God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith You know, one of the things that we have to work at doing is being grateful. All of us have a tendency to find it easier to be critical, to grumble, to complain, than to be grateful. It's part of our fallen human nature. I want you to look this morning at a miracle only recorded in one of the Gospels. It's found in the Gospel of Luke. In this Gospel, we have a miracle that Jesus performs as he's traveling to Jerusalem to give his life to be crucified. And as he's traveling and nearing Jerusalem, there's a contingency of people who have been ostracized, who have been disenfranchised, who are outsiders. They join in the chorus together to ask him for help, for healing. Luke 17, verse 11. And Jesus continued toward Jerusalem. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up. And go, your faith has healed you. What an 
incredible miracle. What a powerful, life-changing message. Title of the message is Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. More and more politically, it's becoming incorrect to talk about God publicly. Last year, I was invited to the Chamber of Commerce to open up the com- Commerce in Prayer at Christmas time. It's one of the biggest chamber meetings. And they said, Pastor, we would like you to come, and I've done it in the past. Uh, but this time, we, we ask you not to mention the name of Jesus in your prayer. And so I said, well, maybe you want to call another clergy. I'm not comfortable with that. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was politically incorrect to use foul language, to curse, to swear. But today, mention the name of God, talk about Jesus Christ, and it is politically incorrect. Listen to the words of our very first president, George Washington. It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of God, of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. George Washington said, let's acknowledge God and let's be grateful to him. Now, I want to read to you the story of a A young man who went through a lot of difficulties as he grew up and as he went through the various stages of life. It says, when he was seven years of age, his family was forced out of their home and he went to work. When he was nine, his mother died. He lost his job as a store clerk when he was 20. He wanted to go to law school, but he didn't have the education. At age 23, he went into debt to be a partner in a small store. Three years later, the business partner died and the resulting debt took years to repay. When he was 28 years old, he was dating a woman, courting a young girl for four years. And then he asked her to marry him and she turned him down. On his third try, he was elected to the Congress at age 37, but then he failed to be reelected. His son died at four years of age. When this man was 45, he ran for the Senate and lost. At age 47, he ran for the vice presidency and lost. But at age 51, he was elected to be the president of the United States. His name was Abraham Lincoln. And in 1863, during the Civil War, he established the annual celebration of Thanksgiving. He knew how important it was to have a heart of gratitude, to give thanks to God. Search as you may the political speeches. I did. I took a look and see what our politicians had to give thanks for. And um, I was surprised. Thanks for a lot of good things, but not for God, who gave us all the blessings we have. We live in a culture of entitlement. That entitlement is creating ingratitude. 
that ingratitude is driving us into a ditch of unhappiness. And that's why, with all that we have, unhappiness is at epidemic levels. Jesus wanted to talk about how we could develop a heart of gratitude through this miracle. That's why the Holy Spirit put it in Scripture. That's why Jesus performed this miracle. How can we develop a heart of gratitude? Well, the first thing that you have to do is this. Make a distinction and understand the distinctiveness of gratitude. The distinctiveness of gratitude. Verses 11 and 12, it says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. These are people, in all likelihood, from various places in life. Some were rich, some were poor, some were educated, some were uneducated. There were one who was a Samaritan, others were Jews. All those distinctions that would have separated them and divided them disappeared in the midst of their suffering because suffering has a way of breaking down distinctions and bringing us together. I think about all of the recovery groups, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's some other uh, addiction that as people meet in these recovery groups, they share their battles, their conflicts, their struggles, and it brings them together. Well, these people came together and they shared their pain, their suffering, and then they heard Jesus was coming. They heard Jesus was passing by. And so they gathered together with the intent to present a request to him. And what happens is they believe in him. They may not have had saving faith, but they had faith enough to believe that he could make a difference in their lives. I want you to note we can have faith without gratitude. It says, and they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Notice that they had faith he could help them, faith he could change their lives, faith that somehow if he listened to them and heard their request, he could alleviate, heal, deliver them. But yet, with their faith, they didn't have gratitude, except for the one. It's possible to have faith, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, and not have love. Well, it's also possible to have faith and really not be thankful to God. They experienced the greatest miracle that they had ever experienced they were healed. Now imagine with me. They're leaving Jesus' presence. He tells them to go to the priest. That's a Levitical law. And the priest would declare that their leprosy was gone, that it was healed. And then they could re-enter into family and community life because they had been segregated. They weren't allowed to live in their homes and live in their communities. These people who were lepers were considered contagious. And so because of that, they were isolated. And so as, as they're going back, one man looks at his hand and his fingers have regrown. Another 
looks at his friend and he notices the eyebrows that had disappeared have now returned. And their skin is, is changing. They're literally healed as they go on their way to the priest. Miracles are taking place. You could have a great miracle and never be grateful for it. Oh, for the moment, yes, you may say, well, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But really, to have gratitude as the attitude, as the disposition, there are some people, God does incredible things for them, but they have holy amnesia. Soon they forget what God has done for them. You know, there was a study done with children. Children needed to be taught when they were young to say hi, goodbye, thanks. Uh, Some of them did it spontaneously, 27% of the time they would say goodbye, or 25% of the time they would say goodbye. Only 7% of the time would they spontaneously say thanks. And parents actually had to teach their children or teach their children as they're growing up to say those things. Uh, High 28% of the time, goodbye. 33% of the time, parents had to teach them. And 51% of the times, parents had to teach their children to say thank you. You know you have to say thank you sometimes before you really feel it? You have to have gratitude before it really sinks in on on the inside. And so you just do it mechanically, but then you learn the meaning of the words and the meaning of the words get into your heart and spirit. You can have faith as they did, but yet not have gratitude. You can also have faith and obedience as well, and yet not be grateful. Uh, If I look at the text, it says, when he saw them, he said to them, go. Show yourselves to the priest. And they went. They did. Now, Jesus simply said, they said, have mercy on us. They were acknowledging Jesus' power. They were acknowledging him as master. They said, master. So they were acknowledging his authority. And as they acknowledged him and had faith in him, then he said, go. They didn't see any remarkable miracle. He didn't pray over them. He didn't uh, heal them right there. They just simply said, okay, we're going to take him at his word. And they began to go and they obeyed. You can be dutiful. You can be obedient. You can follow the rules, but yet lack an attitude of gratitude. Yet lack a grateful heart. Uh, You can grudgingly give. You can grudgingly obey. And yet lack in your spirit that attitude of gratitude. What happens is the blessings will leak out. What happens is that you will shortchange yourself. We lose the blessings when we fail to have an attitude of thankfulness. Now, some people are just so critical, and often it's related 
to the fact that they fail to have a thankful spirit. Because when you're thankful, it has a way of squelching a critical spirit. It's very rare that you're going to see somebody who is grateful and critical at the same time. Who is grateful and a grumbler. They're contradictions. One cancels out the other. Someone said, hem your blessings with gratitude lest they unravel. Hem your blessings with gratitude lest they unravel. Don't forget what God has done for you. Recall, remember, rehearse, go over. Now, this week we just finished with Thanksgiving. How many times did you thank the Lord this week? How many times did you complain? Well, you may have forgotten, but this coming week, I want to encourage you. Why don't you count up? How many complaints, not, not your spouse, how many they complain? How many times you complain? <laughs> and how many times you give thanks? You have 23,000 breaths a day. The respiratory system is a complex system. 23,000 breaths. How many times out of that 23,000 times do you simply say, thank you, God, for giving me breath today? When you get up and when you go to sleep, begin your day and end your day by thanking him, simply thanking him. So hem your blessings in with gratitude, lest it all just unravels. Now, here's the expression of gratitude in the text. In verses 15 to 16, it says, Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. Now he, the text says, was a Samaritan. He was the most unlikely. All of them, the other nine, were Jews. They were related, in a sense, to Jesus. They understood the covenant. They understood the responsibility to give thanks. And yet, the people you most expect didn't. Mm. Isn't that sometimes true in our own lives? I want you to note that there has to be an inward realization of the blessings. The text says, when he saw, he was healed. See, there was an inward realization of the mercies of God. Sometimes people are blessed and because, underline this, circle it, put it in bold, and because of the attitude of enlightenment, of entitlement, People don't recognize their blessings. Now, now picture those 10 lepers going. Now they're going, and one as he's going begins to think, look, I'm healed. This is wonderful. This is great. I'm going to start a testimony tour. If you have enough faith and you believe, you too can be healed like me. And 10 lessons on how you can have faith and receive everything you want. So he's going and he's thinking, wow, faith, that's what I have. That's why I'm healed. Well, that's pride. When you become proud, 
You don't really see what God has done for you. Uh, There's another one going, and he's going, and he's healed. But he's thinking, you know, I was feeling better before I served Jesus anyway. I didn't think this would last. I couldn't believe it happened to me. And I wasn't as bad as the other guys. I'm okay. I don't think I was sick after all. Uh, Then I, I, I picture another guy walking back, and some of them are just just sort of talking to each other. And they were saying, you know, that Jesus, we heard he touched other people when he healed them. He didn't even touch us. Some compassion he has. You know, he didn't even pray for us. He just said, go to the priest. (laughs) Well, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm healed. We can have an attitude that blocks us from seeing the mercies of God, the healing of God in our lives. I read a story about a man who went to a post office, an elderly man, and he went to the post office and with trembling hand, he was filling out a card and trying to put the address down. And there, the postman saw him and he saw the postman and he said, would you help me? And so the postman said, well, sure. He said, would you just address this envelope here? And so he addressed the envelope, and then he looked at the older gentleman and said, can I do something else for you? And the man replied, yes, yes. Would you mind writing a little note in that card? And so he said, sure. And so the older man mumbled some things out as this postman tried to capture his thoughts and write it all out. And then he said, is there anything else I could do? Yes, he said, would you just sign my name for me? So he signed his name for him. And so before he put the card in the envelope and folded it and sealed it, he said, is there anything else you want me to do? The older gentleman just thought for a moment. He said, yeah. Would you put a PS on it? I said, certainly. PS. And he said, would you write, sorry for the sloppy handwriting? (laughs) Sometimes God is blessing us And we miss it because our attitude is wrong and we lose the blessing. I hem those blessings in with a grateful heart unless they unravel. See, gratitude is always the memory of the heart. When our hearts are right, We remember what God has done for us. We remember his blessings. We could think back all that he has done. And it will help us on that journey. So there was the inward realization. Uh, Do you remember what he did for you? Remember when you were praying for the right job to open up? Remember when you were praying for that healing in your body? Remember when you were facing an uncertain situation and you just needed God? And you prayed, and here he was? Well, th- that's, that's to be kept in our spiritual diary that we can go over again and again. There was not only the inward realization, but there was the outward proclamation, the outward proclamation of God's mercies. Verses 15 to 16. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving 
thanks that he was a Samaritan. The Christmas season is always a busy time of year. The hustle and bustle to get all of the gifts wrapped and ready. The preparation of the meal where the family gathers to celebrate. It's easy to lose sight of what's most important in this season. We're sharing this special four-part series on the Advent season with hopes that Jesus truly will be the reason for the season. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. To stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith, subscribe to the Building in Faith podcast. By subscribing, you'll always be up to date with the latest messages. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say Merry Christmas. You're